All right, hockey fans, listen up because we've got something special cooked up for playoff season. It's called the Daily Faceoff Playoff Parlay Challenge, and it's going to add some serious spice to your playoff experience. Now, here's the deal every playoff game, you're going to be faced with a handful of questions. It's like your own personal playoff puzzle, and it's free to join. And there are prizes because who doesn't love winning stuff? Daily winners, you're getting hooked up with gift cards. Treat yourself to some nation gear or maybe even your favorite jersey. And for the big dogs, the people who can win an entire round, it's straight, cold, hard cash. We're talking about real dough for your hockey knowledge. So lace up those skates, stretch those thumbs, and get ready to show off your hockey IQ in the daily face-off playoff parlay challenge. Sign up today and play every game day at games.dailyfaceoff.com and prove your puck prowess. Burrow is a furniture company known for timeless design and thoughtful construction and free shipping, and that extends to their outdoor collection. Their outdoor furniture is built to withstand the elements, featuring rust-proof stainless steel hardware, weather-ready teak, and quick-dry foam cushions. For Memorial Day, get 15% off your Burrow purchase at burrow.com acast and up to 25% off outdoor. That's up to 25% off outdoor furniture at burrow.com acast. One size fits all seems like a good idea for clothes until you try them on. Same goes for healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers flexible, budget friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. Learn more at uh1.com. Coming in hot is presented by Botano. The game starts now. Here are your hosts, Brent Wallace, Jason York, and Bobby Ryan. Good afternoon, everybody. Brent Wallace alongside Jason York and Bobby Ryan as we get set uh, to welcome in May, gentlemen. Uh, Happy Monday, everybody. Listen, uh, speaking of Monday, we had some news. We're going to get right to it because the nerd report is three pages and i still have about another six to type up so um (laughs) let's just let's just start with uh the news today of uh snoop dogg now being involved in trying to get a piece of the action in ottawa listen one thing that seems to be clear and we i've seen this earlier on was that there was going to be some kind of celebrity element it seems involved with every team but but the interesting part about this guys uh snoop confirmed it himself after the article by ian mendes and the athletic came out snoop basically said on Instagram that he's excited to be partnered with the Nico Sparks group and is looking forward to uh, bringing, uh, being a part of the owners in Ottawa. And so uh, Yorkie and Bob, you guys know this, like Bettman used to not want anybody to speak about anything when it came to ownership. And now it's very open and uh, public. It seems interesting on this side. Yeah, it, it is. Um, Snoop's been a fan for a long time. He used to come to our games all the time in Anaheim. I don't know if he did that way back when, when you were around Yorkie, but he, we used to see him at the rink quite a bit, rocking a jersey and, and coming in and out of the locker room um, and always engaged the fans. So I, I think when there's a celebrity component, it's a little different, right? It gets people excited. So I think that's just yep. probably why we're seeing it. But I love the idea. I absolutely love the idea. I think he would have a blast <laughs> being a part owner of that team. <laughs> The boys hey, well, you'd pre- right? No, so my era with with Anaheim, we always had Danny DeVito hanging around the room. It was Danny DeVito <laughs> and, and Rhea Perlman from Cheers. Oh, they were yeah. At every, they were at every game. Um, 
and uh, who's who's the guy? It was uh, the the uh, oh man that 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 one the that one rap band there. Uh, I, anyways, I'll come to me later. Anyhow, one of the best throws of all time. Well, you'll appreciate this. Snoop Dogg, Hockey Night in Canada. To Bob Cole, remember? Hey, Snoop baby, and, and uh, Snoop oh, said, "I'm gonna throw does. it up to my main man, Bob Cole here." Now he's yes. he's he's been around he's been around the game for a while. Um, no, this is yeah. this is uh, this is pretty pretty cool news. Um, I saw him at Blues Fest uh, when he was here. Man, still bringing it. How old is Snoop? Anyway, anybody know how old this guy is now? He's got to be getting up there. Here. Yeah, there's. Yeah, come on, you got to have that in the nerd report. But hey, the price <laughs> is going up by the day by the day for the Ottawa Senators. This is uh, this is pretty crazy news. Every time I think of Snoop, too, Bob, I always think of that uh, that one scene from old school where Will Ferrell comes flying out of the house with no gear on and Snoop's doing the concert in the backyard. Yeah. <laughs> Snoop a loop. So He's good. 51. There you go. What? Nice. My rum. I was going older than that. I thought he was more older too. than that. I had the over. But nonetheless, uh, the city's got to be buzzing about it a little bit, eh? Gotta yeah, be. Why not? Like, I, absolutely. Listen, as you guys know, and yeah. Yorkie, you're from Ottawa. Bobby, you played here, obviously. Was people like to dump on Ottawa, saying it's a boring town. Uh, and even recently, the mayor came out and said they're going to have some study to figure out how to make nightlife in Ottawa a lot more exciting. Uh, to which we've called it the nightmare. Uh, and I think Snoop Dogg <laughs> would be the perfect nightmare uh, for Ottawa. Uh, that he should also be part of that group. That he takes on revitalizing downtown. Hey, that'd be pretty good. Cool. Uh, <laughs> well, if you ever if you ever go downtown Ottawa, you can smell his pot now, so it's perfect. Like it's just <laughs> it just it reeks of pot everywhere you go. Uh, but Yorkie's uh, that guy. Get off my lawn. Uh, hey, listen, hey, to teach their own teach their own. I'm a wine I'm a wine guy. I've never got in the pot, but I hey, listen. With all this said, with all this news, I I still think Ryan Reynolds is in the driver's seat here, fellas. I I just think with 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 what he's done with the soccer team, um, his buzz, uh, his involvement that he wants. I know for a fact he wants to be a hands-on owner. That's been well noted. Everybody in the media knows it's been reported on. I just think that's so attractive for Gary Bettman. Um, listen, I love Snoop, big Snoop fan. But I think if he were to be involved, and this is just my two cents, I have no, uh, I have no information. I think Ryan Reynolds wants to be very hands-on, and the proof's in the pudding. What he's done with, with Wexham, and and uh, man, I, I I just think he is in the driver's seat right now um, with his group. Do you have any yeah. other info you can share? <laughs> all I, yeah, all, 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 all I know this this process is it is like the wild west. Like there are no rules, there are bids flying in. There's nobody knows what's going to happen. It, there's a lot. There, it, it, it is true. There are a lot. Like sometimes you'll hear rumors, but they're true. There are a lot of groups interested, lots of people bidding, and it's like an auction. This is an auction, and. Yeah. You, you think he would going to go to the highest bidder, but then when I start thinking about things, I start thinking about the Melnick daughters, and let's be honest here, uh, one of the girls is still in school. She's at Queens. Um, how cool would that be to sell the team to Ryan Reynolds? And, like, I, yeah. it's got it's to it's gotta weigh in. Like, the human element has to weigh into it. For sure it does. So 
I, I, I just think he's in the driver's seat business-wise for the involvement he wants in it. He wants to be hands-on. And his, his social media influence around the world is enormous. And that is worth, I don't even know what that's worth to the NHL. It's, it, I know this, it's worth a ton. And as far as exposure, um, they have to want him. It's just, it just makes so much sense. It'll be interesting to see it play out. I, I just wish we could get on with it. Uh, the only reason I say yeah. that is not to rush the, the process. It's to decide on the hockey ops and what about yeah. moving forward, right? The draft is coming. Free yeah. agency is coming. That's what I wanted to move on. I feel like they're hung up at the moment waiting for that to happen. Now, Pierre Dorian is obviously acting as if it's business as usual. He has no reason not to. Same with probably yeah. uh, DJ Smith. Although it's been like two weeks, right? When D when Pierre said, uh, I'm going to go over and think about things and then I'm going to get back to you about DJ Smith. Well, we haven't heard a peep. So does that mean he's staying? Does that mean there's... Uh, that's something I'd like to see resolved. Um, so that's the only reason I'd like to see this get done. Yeah, well, now, I, I mean, it's the first got to be the first domino to fall is the sale before everything yep. else gets right so yep. and and just for the sake of purposes it's it, how how tiring is it to get talking about it twice a week and and not have yeah. anything else to build off of <laughs> the nerd report struggling no yeah. the nerd report is very full today it was uh, burn that was a big night. and listen uh, nobody before we also talked about there's no way anybody would come in and fire the gm and the coach in the same year and all that well, the Calgary Flames have essentially just done that, right? They've gotten rid of Brad Treliving and now Daryl Sutter today. So um, it clearly it can be done, and you can still move on. Uh, it's interesting to see how that's going to play out. But uh, I think yeah. people are worried about making change in the front office. I think it still can be done uh, and still be able to effectively move on. That's all I'm uh, just I trying to get so. at. Totally different scenario. Totally different scenario. They know – I. I just think new ownership. There's gonna be there's gonna be a period where because this is happening, he, we here in Ottawa think it's happening slowly. But as far as new ownership is concerned, this is quick. So they've come in, they've visited once, they've saw the team play. Who knows how many times? And then there's gonna be an acclimation period. And the Senators are so unique because there's no president really in place right now um, as far as it's running the hockey franchise. It's basically Pierre Dorian who answers to the board. So this is a totally different situation than most other professional sports teams where I, I, I don't think anything's going to change before the draft. And then after the draft, we'll see what happens. But a big part of me is thinking that new ownership comes in and says, I want to see what we have in place and, and how this is going to mm -hmm. work. And I think at, at the very least, they probably hire a president of hockey operations. Daniel Alfredson. <laughs> makes sense, right? It makes sense. But, <laughs> it but totally but does. That, that, yeah, it totally makes sense. And then, and then that decision is made, it's made by the president of hockey ops and that's usually how business is done so it's like i said it's 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 so unique it's so different ownerships uh, these owners have been coming in potential owners and basically interviewing the general manager so it's it's yeah. it's a very unique situation and that's why i don't think there's going to be any change yeah i think it'll wait and see yeah all right yeah, hurry up and wait <laughs> uh so we're moving on and i think it's uh 
going to move on to an interesting part. Don't forget, we've got story time coming up later in the show. Please stick around for that. Is, uh, well, I don't know if we should talk about the playoffs in round one and how bad our picks were, or if we should move on oh. to the meltdown in Winnipeg. Uh, which one would you want to start with first? Uh, Yorkie? Well, Winnipeg? How about the meltdown in Boston? Nobody's talking yeah. about Winnipeg anymore. Like, okay, no but God. Winnipeg God. may have an effect on Ottawa, and that's my point. Gotcha. So, gotcha. So, okay. let me throw out. So, the Winnipeg stuff, uh, and you guys know Rick Bonus, who has always been yeah. pretty straightforward in everything he's ever said and done. Um, he torched his team basically after game five when they lost, uh, yeah. to which afterwards, Blake Wheeler, I think the next day, is the captain, or actually, he's not the captain anymore. Uh, he said, <laughs> quote, um, I thought Bones had an opportunity to address us as a team. He could have been honest with us, handled it behind closed doors. I didn't like how he handled himself after the game. Um, now, gentlemen, as players, I think you're going to agree with me that this isn't the first time that Rick Bonus has probably said things to his team. Uh, and I think he alluded to it back in January that this has been going on for a while. So if he's coming out saying it now and publicly... It isn't the first or second time. No, not at all. It's been, it's probably been ad nauseum, you know, to to the amount of times he's probably talked to his his core, his superstars, whatever it might be. But um, yeah, if he if he's, you know, the media and blowing it up in the media is generally the last step, right? That's what, yeah. Yes. And he's had to do that twice, so he sounds like he's at wit's end with with, with his group. So that yes, that roster is going to look a lot different. Um, you know, come training camp, I I think, but I don't know. I don't know what the salaries are and how things project, but that core is not young anymore and that core hasn't gotten it done. So things are going to change. And, and um, I don't think it's going to be the coach. I, I'd be surprised. Wouldn't you after one year and he came in and he's going to go into the general manager's office and have conversations and say, the problems in the core, the problem is not in yes. the coaching. That's my guess. Yeah. It's, it's going to depend on, the thing here is Rick Bonus, he doesn't give a fuck anymore. <laughs> and he's in a very he's in he's in a great spot in his life where he's old enough. He's made more than enough money where he doesn't care about financially. He's been coaching in the year in the NHL forever. And he's at a great yeah. point in his life where he just calls a spade a spade as far as he can see that young guys and players were all the same. Like they always say, You never want to burn any bridges. Watch what you say. Well, Bones doesn't give a fuck, and he just <laughs> and and it's 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 um it's kind of refreshing. Um, it is. And you can agree, yeah. you can agree or not agree. But at the end of the day, players know when your coach is full of shit, when your assistant coach is full mm. of shit. And one thing, bonus is he isn't full of shit. So <laughs> I don't know, Bob. You would know this better than me. I was hearing. I don't know, two, three, four years ago, that 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 room was really disjointed. That when Paul Maurice was coaching, um, and this is just rumors. I don't know if they're true. I heard guys had their own skills coach, and they were listening to him before they were listening to the coach, and it was just it was a mess. And and, and I yeah. think like you would know better than me on that one. Well, that's the thing. Like you know, Adam Oates has built a hell of a business you know, teaching guys the offensive side of games and you look at what he's done with certain players and it, and it, 
it obviously plays a, a, a huge role in providing offense because he's got so many clients and he's making so much money from these guys. But coaches yeah. coaches can't love it when you're trying to preach a system and a, and a style of play that doesn't necessarily align with what Adam Oates is doing with individual players. They want to play a separate style that'll create more offense for themselves, but it doesn't necessarily fit the team structure. So I had heard that he came in and wiped wiped that out of the room immediately, but I had heard it's the same thing. We all heard it was just a debacle up there because nobody was yes. listening to Maurice. They, they needed a different voice, but now you got a different voice and that one's not working. And it, that just tells you it's not, not necessarily the coaches that are coming in and out, right? It's, and yeah. we had always, I you guys all heard it because you just said it. It was a debacle, it sounded like up there. Yeah, and, and well, you know what's amazing? You know what's amazing? Sorry, Wally, just one more point on that. It's amazing when you watch a team like Seattle when everybody is bought in because, like, really, be, besides the top guys in the league, there really isn't that much difference in the skill level between most guys in the league. You have your elite guys. You got guys that can score, like like Bob. You got guys that are quick. But there's very few generational players. It's getting guys to buy in, and, and Seattle's yeah. done that. And why did Boston lose? Well, they, I watched them last night. Like you watch Pavel Zaka and Pasternak; those guys are on their own page. Like it's yeah. it's can coaches get guys to buy in? And obviously, Maurice couldn't. And bonus is going through the same thing. And 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 I'll give I'll give Winnipeg a little bit of slack too. I can't believe this hasn't been brought up more. No Morrissey, no Shifley, Ehlers. Yeah. I don't know. He was banged up. Like. They were playing pretty undermanned, but the point was he did. He's obviously not happy with Dubois, and he's not happy with Wheeler and his big guys. So, um, yeah. so here you go. He's just and he was caught probably at, at right after, like speaking his mind, and and here we go. Well, yeah. let's not forget. So you already brought up about Maurice left town. Uh, he couldn't get it done, and then they take the captaincy away from Wheeler, uh, which is another sign, right? Like that doesn't happen when things are going really well. So uh, I just found that Winnipeg is a mess. So the whole reason I brought this point up is, so what happens this summer in Winnipeg? That leads me to the Connor Hellebuck discussion of, should the Ottawa Senators try and acquire Connor Hellebuck? Um, he played the most games in the NHL, uh, tied for the most, I think with uh, 64, I think he played this year. Uh, he's played the most since he's been in the league, uh, 400 and... 45 games played, 436 starts. He's done a lot of work as goaltender. He's got some pretty good numbers. Do you go after him uh, to solve your goaltending needs? I mean, it, it's enticing for sure, right? Like, obviously, the, the the miles on the body would be concerning at 29 um, because he's got one year left before he's a UFA, and then, then he's going to get to punch his own ticket. But... For, mm. for me, yeah, I, I would. I don't see why you wouldn't test the waters because you don't know where the – uh, is it Shovel Dayoff there? The GS? Yes. Yeah. 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 You don't know where his head's at right now. He's probably looking at his roster thinking, where where am I going to – what's the first domino to fall? I don't think it's your goaltender because he's, he's a pretty damn good goalie, and it felt yeah. like he was hung out to dry a little bit at times this year. So I'm thinking that he's probably looking at his goaltending situation saying, I'm pretty happy with this. Connor, Connor's been a very good goalie for us. And when you ride it out and then you try to extend them, whether he wants that or not, because you're probably going to take a major regression next year if that team changes, right? Um, so I don't, I don't see any I, – I would be picking up the phone. I would absolutely be picking up the phone trying to 
just get a temperature for where he's at. Um, and, but I don't think he's ripe for the picking at the moment either. He's got he's got to sit back well, and understand what his roster is going to look like. Yeah, it's okay. One sec, Yorkie. He's got one year left, right? At and he makes six point one six six million. My point, and then he's a UFA. Yeah. If he says he's not going to sign in in Winnipeg, you got to look to move him. Is my point, and that's yeah. I guess what I'm trying to get at. If uh, he may control being there or not, and that's that's all. Yeah, I wouldn't maybe. want to trade him. <laughs> no, maybe you're maybe you're going after Loire <laughs> Boisson. How do you say his name? The backup, the old backup for Win- the old backup for Winnipeg just went head to head with Hellebeck and beat him. Like, think of, yeah, that's how right. crazy the goal. That's how crazy the goaltending position is. You're a god today, a goat tomorrow, and look no further than the Boston Bruins series. Um, Vezina Trophy uh, goaltender that had a season for the ages just shit the bed in the first round so it's like you think you have something and all of a sudden you don't like they couldn't yeah. trust this guy who's gonna win the Vesna so much or so bad that they in game seven they didn't play him probably should have done it sooner but man it's that's that's the toughest thing to do as a general manager your hockey ops department identify a goaltender and just well, just look how many times Ottawa's screwed it up, <laughs> like, yep. like right. and they're not alone. They're not alone. Every team, no. it's like you gotta, it's like you gotta be lucky. You gotta be lucky because goaltending, I can't explain it. Um, these guys can get hot. They can get cold. I just, man, I, on paper, on paper for sure. I, I would, I love Hellebuck, but I don't. He wasn't great in the first round. It wasn't his fault they lost. But isn't that what? Isn't that what goaltenders that make over six million dollars do? They they steal a series for you. So it's uh, I w- I would be more inclined to go after a younger goaltender that's got a ton of upside, that's shown some flashes that can grow with my core. Okay. That's probably that's probably what I would do, Wally. Okay, then stand by. I you speak, <laughs> I deliver. So nice. uh, I I will say L.A. has goaltending issues. Uh, they're a mess to me. And so they've got Cal Peterson, who they thought was going to be their starter. He signed for two more years at $5 million. He was waived in the NHL this year and has spent the last three months in the AHL. So that's a contract they don't really want to have around. I'm not saying get him. I'm just telling you what they've got going on here. Then they go out and get Jonas Corposalo because they needed a goaltender. He's UFA. He only makes 1.3. Does he fit alongside Anton Forsberg for you as a goaltending tandem? Maybe. That's not a bad idea. He's not very expensive. Um, and they've got Phoenix Copley, who's uh, he's emerged as their star. I don't think they'll move him. He went uh, 24, 6, and 3, uh, and he'll make 1.5 this year, and then he's in a UFA the following season. But uh, I think L.A. is a possibility of finding out if they can pick up Corpusalo, perhaps. Um, that's one area. There's another goal leak. I will. Okay, I'm going to bring this up, and please don't yell at me, but I know you will. Ilya Sorokin. <laughs> <laughs> See, but I like listen, him. again, he I, he's a great goalie. He's 24. Yeah. He's, next year, he's going to be a UFA or the following season. So he's got one year left on his deal. If he does, My point is, if he doesn't want to sign, we're now seeing guys not moved in their UFA year. They're moved the year before because there's more left for it. So, like, I would give up everything to try and sir, bring in Ilya Sorokin from the New York Islanders. Uh and if not him, I know you didn't laugh, Bobby. I appreciate it. 
if not him, then perhaps Jeremy Swayman in Boston, which uh, <laughs> Wally <laughs> is it give me right? A... Okay, he's RFA though. He's RFA, so uh, yeah. that becomes a bit of an issue. But I would offer, like, would you offer sheet Jeremy Swayman, Yorkie? Would I offer sheet him? Yeah. I would. I would try and I would try and uh, and make some kind of deal with Boston. I think they're going to be in a position right now with Cam Neely where he's going to have to do something to appease the Boston mob right now because they want heads. They want heads on a platter. I don't think they're going to fire Jim Montgomery. I don't think they're going to change the staff. Um, they're probably not going to have Bergeron back. They're probably not going to have Krejci back. Um, yeah. But it's what are they going to do there? Are they going to get rid of Allmark after that season? So, man, I, I, no. this is a guy I, I would love to have in my organization, young goaltender. And I like, I loved how he came in. Besides the first goal of that game, the five-hole one, the backhander, I thought he was excellent. I thought... I thought Florida had a ton of 10-bell chances, and he kept Boston in the game when it mattered, made some huge saves. Looks like he has a ton of moxie. I think he grew up in Alaska. Like, he's a, he's from a remote place where not a lot of goaltenders are developed. Uh, went to yeah. Maine University. So, I like him. I, I like him. And while you're at it, get me Jake DeBrusca to there, too. Man, a lot That's of speed. Right. Love, how, lo, love how, I don't know, Bob, I'm a big Jake DeBrusque fan, man. Lots of speed, too. plays yeah. plays the game hard. How good would he look on your second line? Perfect, perfect NHL second line player that can score. Yeah. I Going back to the goaltending part of it, I like Swayman a lot because for me, if I'm Ottawa, I don't want guys coming in at 29 and 30 that are stop gaps. It's yeah. about finding the goalie that is going to be the goaltender of the future that you think will take you into the next phase which is competing in the playoffs um he obviously held himself very I, I agree on the goal but he held himself in very very well in that game he's he was he's a great great target but i don't know because why would you break that tandem up there you find a way yeah. to keep both those goaltenders if you're boston because they're very very good and they and they get along and that's you don't mess with that when you have that in a room i don't think but i would love to see him i would love to see him in a sense uniform um you just got to find a way to get it done it it, it and he can, and How he about can grow this? with your guys. That's the most important part. He's 24 and he can grow with your guys. That's what you need. Well, I didn't want to bring this name up, but let's let's throw Sen's Twitter in a rage again. Oh, no. What are you going to do? No, <laughs> don't. Don't. We already don't say the name. We already know who you're talking about. Yeah, but it's oh, Boston can't score. This. They need to get well besides Pasternak, but man, I'm not a Pasternak fan. For eleven for over eleven million dollars, he just doesn't do it. For, I know he got sixty, but hey, yeah. you gotta throw you got throw some names out there. Throw the Debrinket name out there. Do it for you. He's because if you, because if you make eleven million dollars, you can't be a guy that takes shifts off. If you make eleven million dollars. You can't be a guy that's obviously a great goal scorer, but for me, you just you can't be a guy that's that's not good all the time. Like you got to be like Connor, you got to be like McKinnon. Those are eleven million dollar players. And I remember Bob. Remember we talked about this. I watched Pasternak at Christmas. It was right after Christmas. Yes. And he, yeah. he was god awful. And then you made the joke. Ah, he's probably still hungover from Christmas. But that's the difference. Like guys like. Crosby and his prime, McKinnon, Ranton, and these guys, they don't, 
sure they have bad games, but it's just not as it's not as uh, listen. It's not Pasternak's fault they lost, but he just doesn't do it for me at eleven plus million. He just he really doesn't. Uh, no, I agree with you. I agree with you. He's not. Okay, wait a sec. Would okay. you rather have David Pasternak or Artemi Panarin? Uh, Neither. Cool. Neither. Well, I, I was going to say I don't. If I have to pick Neither. one, I'm, I guess I'm going to take Panarin. Um, but I, how much of it? Yeah, no, I don't. I don't really want either one of them either. Um, <laughs> but I would. I would take Panarin. I guess. I. I, I. I just, just Pasternak didn't find a way to to change the series. Right. He. He just. He just killed ice time out there, and he was out there, but he wasn't the difference maker. And then you watch. You watch guys like Leon and. Connor uh, McKinnon to a degree out West um, they're changing the game and they're changing the series. And, you know, at 11 million bucks, that's what you need to be doing. And he didn't do that enough in the series for me. He watch you watch the playoffs and what's going on. And you see guys like Ryan O'Reilly making a difference. You watch Florida and, and you see Matthew Kachuk, like even when he's not getting points, he's still in front of the net. He plays inside the dots. And some people, what's inside the dots? It's that's how you score in the playoffs. You got to get inside position. You got to get your nose dirty. You can't be flying around on the perimeter all the time and hoping the puck comes to you. Um, man, the other guy in in Florida right now, Bob, the winger they got from Calgary, uh, played for Kingston in the OHL. Uh, what's his name? Real gritty guy. He's playing on Kachuk's line Sam right Bennett. now. Sam Bennett. Yeah. Like how yeah. how good how good has he been in the playoffs? Every time he's on the ice, yeah. the other team's defenseman knows he's out there and knows he's going to play you hard, and he can score. Like guys like that, it's yeah, the NHL is more skilled now. There's more power plays, but those are the guys that get it done in the playoffs. And like that's why you got the Panarins and the Pasternaks. Yeah, they're skilled. Yeah, they're great on the power play. Yeah, they're superstars. But to me, they're just they're not in the same level as like Bob said. They're not like McKinnon. They're not like. They're not like uh, Connor, and um, that's why, to me, it's I wouldn't be paying eleven million dollars to those guys. I'll will tell you what I I, I know the Leafs probably and we're, I'm I'm hoping we're going to preview the series next in the next couple of days here, but yes. that series is going to be in today a hell a hell of yeah. a series. All right, we'll start. Yeah, moving on. Then this show's brought to you yep. by Batano, and then okay. we'll go into the series because my God, is that series yes. going to be fun to watch? So um, we do have so. I, I don't know if we want to tie up Boston or just, you know what, let's continue on with Boston. But first, uh, we got a few sponsor reads and then we'll go to our uh, round one board and see how that all played out. So, uh, which will continue on our dis discussion of maybe players that will be available now that teams may have to blow up their rosters. Okay, uh, I'll, I'll take Botano today unless somebody wants to fight me for it. If not, I'll just do it. You got it. Do it. Okay, here we go. Uh, as always, our show proudly presented by Botano. Uh, visit Botano.ca or download the app, the award-winning state-of-the-art, by the way. The fastest, most user-friendly, and advanced betting app for your mobile or tablet. Have the amazing world of sports always with you at Botano. Hundreds of betting options for events. And try some game, same-game parlays with BetBuilder. Also, live in-game betting and the most competitive odds in the market with Botano. The game starts now. That's a five. Yorkie? <laughs> okay. Uh, BEI, helping to shave the shave. <laughs> helping to shape the Ottawa Valley. 
we are hiring laborers, mechanics, concrete structure team. Uh, don't forget, as always, I want to remind you, slow down in construction zones. Uh, BEI, Bonisher Excavating Contractor. Thanks for your support. So somebody's going to be six. getting a call at HR over at BEI for shaving the valley. <laughs> <laughs> That's the Botano app. No hazing. <laughs> As always, our show held together very loosely again by Renfrew Pro, the Polyflex clear tape. You can get all of it at all major retailers as well as at renfrewpro.com. I don't I've never seen this one. Keep pads in position with shin pad tape that will stay securely in place throughout the game. Shin pad tape, shin guard tape is made from moisture resistant. I don't know that word. That is durable while still hand, still hand terrible though with elasticity and memory. Give them a follow at <laughs> Renfrew Pro on Instagram uh, for free tape Fridays. And you can tag your teammates. Always, always unlimited entries. Share to your story for 10 bonus. And hope you guys snag some free tape. Thank you to Renfrew Pro. <laughs> See? Hey, do you know? <laughs> Wally, do you know whose hands were terrible? Mine on Friday. I had to play three yeah. hockey games on Friday in a charity hockey tournament for uh, Hockey Helps the Homeless. It's like an it's like an alien has taken over my body. I, I can't I can't shoot anymore. I can skate still, yeah. thank God, but the hands are just awful. There's Andre Wah. Oh my God! I, I told you guys this before the show. We did a hot stove in the uh, in the stands. It was Andre, George Larocque, and Ally Afraidy. Andre talked for about 25 minutes, and there was about 500 people. He had the entire, everybody sitting up in the stands at Ottawa U. Everybody was killing themselves laughing. Like this guy, I, I know you don't know him, Bob, but I roomed with him for about a year on the road. They had to split us up. We were having way too much fun. Just an absolute <laughs> beauty. But, uh, man, my hands are bad now. Man, terrible. Hand terrible. Um, you weren't using Renfrew. <laughs> no, I wasn't. <laughs> I, I just want to go back, Bobby. Uh, this is why I sent this out two weeks ago and said, here are new sponsor reads. And you guys went, yep, we got it. And I, I did read, read that. It. No, I, but I didn't see that. Like, I read because it did switch and I was on fire with my first read because I had done the homework. But I, then I, you just threw me there because maybe there was two pictures and I didn't see it. Ah, so I just I just wanted to, they have shin pad tape, which is the best shin pad tape in the business, and so I just thought we'd throw it in with a little polyflex. Um, now we know, but that's all. that's all. Uh, all right, so we're moving on now. Uh, let's go to the round ones, our picks board, if you would, Alex. Uh, this is <laughs> so um, the X's are obviously how bad things are tonight. We'll wrap up round one, but our show will be. Um, on to round two before our next episode, or round two will begin before our next episode. So uh, the Ranger game is still in play. Yorkie, uh, you've picked three out of a possible seven series, correct? Bobby, you're at three oh. as well. I'm in the driver's seat with four out of seven. Okay. <laughs> How about, hey, listen, Minnesota got screwed by the referees. They should have won that series. No, <laughs> oh, here we go. I'm so mad Brutal. at myself for that Carolina one. And I just thought I, I want the Winnipeg and the Carolina series back. How about maybe I'll take the Boston series back. <laughs> All three of us. But I don't know what I was thinking with the New York Islanders. I don't know. 
Yeah. Know, they were playing yeah. playoff hockey to get in. I thought they were going to, yeah. Damn it. I know. I'm a big Car- Carolina player. doesn't get any I, respect. They really Lack don't. No. They, I, yeah. Yeah. That's, that's on us. We got to be better, Yarky. <laughs> The old Michelle Terrian quote, lack of respect. Nobody's respecting him. <laughs> when, when was that? Was that the hit? Was that the hit with uh, player 61? Where was it? Was that when Griba got him? Yeah. Who did he hammer? Lars Eller? Rafael Diaz. Diaz. No, sorry. Lars Eller. Oh, but he, That's what I thought, but he yeah. said player 61 was the guy that gave him the pass, which was Rafael Diaz. It's <laughs> a lack of respect. So good. So you should be yelling at that guy. Oh, <laughs> T-Mac, he was great. I, I enjoyed. He was very entertaining. Um, with Bobby, so was he entertaining in the room as well? Like, did he have good one-liners or what? He had a couple of good one-liners, yeah. Yeah, he was good in the room. Um, I only had him for a year and a bit, right? Because they fired him and Dave Cameron took over, I think, maybe halfway through that year, give or take. Um but I liked him as a coach I, and he was very, very personable. He always, he was always up for a quick conversation and a chat in the morning. So I, I liked him. Um, we had some, I mean, we had some interesting coach, like Dave Cameron always had you in stitches. Uh, Guy was good when you got him one-on-one. So I got, I had some really, really fun coaches there, but um, yeah, Paul was, I came in that whole Spezza thing was going on with the trade request and, and mm-hmm. um, it was just, it was a tough year for him. It was a, it was a really tough year. Uh, all right, so uh, I want to do that in the summer. I actually am trying to get Paul McLean, but I don't know that he'll come on uh, just yet. Is uh, the decision to switch from Linus Ulmark to Jeremy Swayman for Game 7, as you two as players, and that's your team, what are you guys thinking going into Game 7? Did Jim Montgomery just outcoach himself is what I want to know. Hmm. I don't know, Yorkie. Um, no, I don't think, think so. I always think when you get to a game six or a seven and they're must wins, you have to ride with the guy that got you there, even if he hasn't been yes. his best. In the la- yeah, you, ha- you kind of have to. I don't know if I would have made the switch. Um, but he probably, my guess is that he he didn't, he probably pulsed a few of the older guys and, and you know, got some kind of feedback. I, I don't know if coaches always do that, but I... I don't, I, I'm going. I'm going into a game seven must win with the guy that got me there, and it would have been it would have been all Mark. Um, so I don't know that I make the switch, but it's hard. It's hard. I mean, he, he might he might just have had a feel for the. I mean, the series, they lost the series anyway, but he might not have thought all Mark was in a, in his best place to play his best game. Yeah, it's that's the that's the trouble when you have a a historical type season and your goalie is that good. It's like if you don't play him you're kind of showing that you're nervous and you don't trust what you've done yeah. all year. So you're, you're, and that's the trouble when, when, when you, when you're that good during the regular season, by yeah. that time, I'm probably, I'm probably going status quo. If you're going to make the change, I would have done it earlier in this earlier in the series. I would have went to Swayman earlier because to me, it was kind of apparent. It was apparent that, that, that Allmark didn't have his best stuff when he started getting involved with Kachuk and stuff like that. It's just stop the puck. Just, just don't worry about stuff like that. So, but I don't know. You, you hear everything that comes out of the wash after, right? Bergeron herni- yep. herni- herniated disc. Krejci came. Krejci wasn't good until Game Seven. Like when they, I, I thought when they brought those guys back into the lineup, 
they kind of lost a lot of speed. They weren't as hard to play against. And right. it was like, okay, we're bringing these guys back, but they're hurt. You're up in the series. Why, why are you bringing guys back into the series? Again, it's because those guys are longtime Bruins. And if you don't bring them in, it's, it's, it's almost like Montgomery was caught in a bad position. You got to bring these kind guys of. in because Ber Ber Bergeron is a Hall of Fame legacy Boston Bruins player. So on paper, you have to bring him in. But then you hear he's got a herniated disc. What's he playing for? Like you're up in yeah. the series 3-1. Three, three, and easy easy for me to say that sitting here. But right. hey, if, if they would have won, it, it all would have looked great. And hey, the, the, the tying goal went in with 40 seconds off of uh, McAvoy's stick. This is the thing that bugs me. Watching, and I don't know why teams are doing this now, Bob. 50 seconds left in the game. Ice is horrendous. All the teams do now is they sit in the slot and they guard the house. And they let the yeah. they let the guy in the corner they let the guy in the corner have time who gets it to the point. Why why not pressure? Like why not pressure go guys? Out. I don't yeah. Yeah, like yeah. And, and and like go go at the guy in the corner. Don't give them time. It's like it's, I, I was watching that play yeah, develop. I'm no, like, I agree. What are you guys doing? Like anything can happen once the guy throws them off and on from the point and hey, hits a shin pad exactly. on a stick in the net. Like I, I just I don't get why teams play that uh, box prevent defense. I'm I'm of mind like go after the guy, but hey, it's uh, yeah. this goes to show you it's it's such a game of inches and uh, I don't know. It's, just, it's a it's it's a matter of forcing them to make a play as opposed to giving them time and space to make a play because when you're under right? arrest, you're not going to make the decision that you're going to make when you have all that time. A D man that's got some skill that's going to be on the ice down down one with the last 50 seconds is going to find the lane. He's going to create one. So go out and make him put that puck back down the wall all day long. But yeah. 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 I, I, I couldn't agree with you more. Yeah. If you just let them walk the, you just let them walk the top of the blue line and find the lane. They're going to create one. And then, and then all hell's breaking loose when you got eight guys in front of the net. So I'm, I'm yeah. with you there. I I'm forcing everywhere on the ice up by one lane. If you're, if you're an NHL defenseman, if you can't walk the line, and and get it by a set of shin pads that are two feet wide, then you shouldn't be in the league. <laughs> like I'm sorry. I got a, I got a couple of names for you then, pal. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> uh, like all you gotta do is get it by those shin pads. That's all you gotta do. And, and hey, when the guy that's doesn't a, come out, that's good. <laughs> I played with a couple guys. You could throw one shin pad out there and they were finding a way to hit it. And they were hitting it in front of the net. Oh, we would, you know how it goes, especially as defensemen, you guys go out there and you're like, oh man, we're in our D zone, but so-and-so is on the ice. This is, we're going, we're breaking the puck out the other side. I used to look back at what D-man were in there like, well, now it's a quick cycle because <laughs> I'm, I'm not throwing this thing low to high just to back check. Fuck. <laughs> Um, uh, but um... the only thing we don't know, sorry, about Olmark is if he was playing hurt or not, but that's on him then, right? If you're in there playing, I guess there's a difference between injured and hurt, but if you're going in there and you're not 100%, are you not having a negative impact on your team? So f my point is that that shouldn't have an impact at this particular moment for him to say, well, I was playing hurt. If you were playing hurt, that you shouldn't have been in the game to begin with then. True, mm. but no no guy's coming out and saying that they're not 100% in the playoffs, right? And that, but yes, I yeah. get it from, from our side of it, but it... As a yeah. as a player, you're you were finding a way. You were finding a way. Even if you even if you were at ninety percent, you were 
you are finding a way to be on that ice. But Bergeron's Bergeron's playing with a herniated disc, and he's still snapping every drawback. Eh? <laughs> like just That's incredible, them, isn't it? Winning them clean every single time. It's crazy. Uh, all right, quickly. Does anybody actually want to win the President's Trophy? It seems like if you're winning the President's Trophy, you can kiss your Stanley Cup aspirations goodbye. So did Boston try Seems too hard to set a record like Tampa did and just give up everything they had for the regular season and then they have nothing left? Am I – like, as players, what do you guys think of trying to win the President's Trophy? It's nice to have the banner, I guess. It's nice to have the banner. And you know what? On top of that, you're – you have the regular season that you had, and then you realize, and John Cooper said this, we had faced zero adversity all year. And then yep. you get punched in the throat in playoffs, and you have this adversity, and your guys have won 60 games or whatever mm -hmm. it is. And all of a sudden, that panic button becomes very, very quick and, and easy to hit. And that's kind of what happened here, right? And it's, it's just hard to beat a team seven times in a row that's been playing playoff hockey while you were coasting home, um, you know, just to get in. So it it's like they had to flip that switch, but the switch didn't go right into playoff hockey mode. And it, it's, it's hard. It, you know, you want to be, you want, you want the home ice, you want to win the president's trophy, but at the same time, it's like, are we giving up playoff style hockey to do that? Um, so it's a double-edged sword really. Right. Yeah. And you look at the history of teams. Well, let's look this year, for example, Mark Stone missed all that time. He was hurt, but who knows? He probably could have came back sooner. And now he's you got to say he's pretty rested. Look how great he's playing for Vegas right now. Yeah. Kucherov yeah. with with the long term injury that year barely plays, comes back, rested for the playoffs. They win the Stanley Cup. Um, they it, it, it's hard to play eighty two games to get up. And I think Boston. Here's the thing: everyone's so competitive. Every time you lace the skates up and you're putting the lineup, you're going to win. Um, you, you're, you're gonna you're gonna give your all. I, I think it's up to management. It's up to the coaches to try and figure out a way how to keep guys energized. So when the playoffs do come, uh, you're ready. But I, I I don't think Boston lost because they were tired. I just yeah. think they had a chance to put them away and they didn't. Um, and who would have thought that Bobrovsky of all guys would come in and <laughs> and just shut okay. the door and make some timely saves? But no hey, they kidding. had their chances. Like Marshawn had yeah. the breakaway. They had opportunities. Just for me, for me, some of the big boys for Boston, like I look at Lindholm on defense, he was not good in that series. Like for the season he had with Anaheim, he wasn't good. Uh, and then like I, I mentioned Pasternak, and then Bergevin was banged up. Krejci was backed up. So it's health. Health has a lot to do with it, guys. Bob, you know that. Yeah, we you got to be that. good. You got to be healthy. But let's not forget, Boston was up three games to one. They did come yeah. out and do what they were supposed to do. And then for whatever yeah. reason, they, they just couldn't finish. I, well, Matthew Kachuk was probably the reason they couldn't finish. And Brandon Montour, they, yeah. they were like, yeah, not so fast. Um, <laughs> okay, let's – we're going to uh, – tonight, before we uh, move on to round two, is the last game I want to tell me who you guys think is going to win. Tonight's game seven between – New Jersey and the Rangers uh, to be the final team into round two. By the way, I'm taking New Jersey, the uh, Batano odds on favorite to win this game. And I'm going against Batano. I'm, I'm taking the Rangers. I took them. <laughs> I said they were going to win in seven before the series started. I'm taking yep. the Rangers. They got 
Well, look, New Jersey's had a great year and they grew a ton with that young group that they have and they're getting incredible experience right now. But I think the experience is going to come through for the guys in New York tonight. So that's my pick. I got a hard time betting against Shesterkin. He's the yeah. better of the two goalies. And the Rangers, if they're going to get a chance to score here, I could see a guy like Tarasenko and Kane. They're going to be relaxed when they get the, get the puck, like they've been in these situations before. Those guys just have to work hard. Panarin, if those guys just say to themselves, we're not going to get outworked, they're going to win. But it's just yeah. sometimes those guys take shifts off. Like they, they float around sometimes. If, if they work hard, they'll win. If they don't, they'll lose. But I'm with Bob. I think they'll work hard and, and they'll get it done. The the one issue I have with the Rangers is it reminds me of the old Rangers before the salary cap where they just bought all the stars and they could never win because they yeah. just wouldn't all work hard enough. I feel like that's part of this group right now. If Chris Kreider's not scoring goals, I don't feel like they're getting anywhere. Um, yeah. New Jersey with their rookie – well, I'll call him their rookie goaltender. But um, I New Jersey concerns me, but I will stick with the Rangers because that's who I picked. So yeah. I'll take the Rangers tonight. But, boy, I think New Jersey – right? They don't have anything to lose. They're a bunch of young, we'll call it young and dumb is what we like to call it. And they're just going out to yeah. play. Anyway. Yeah. All right. So round yep, two, see that. Uh, we have three series ready to go here. So uh, Bobby, you were excited to talk about the Leafs and the Florida Panthers. So what do you think is going to play out here as this series gets set tomorrow, if I'm not mistaken? It's going to be, what, what I like about this series is that it's a completely different series than either one of these teams just had, right? Obviously, Boston was a skilled team, but they were bigger, they were heavier. Um, now they're playing an elite skilled team. So I'm looking forward to that. And then Toronto, having just beat Tampa in a very skilled series, not an overly physical one, um, is now playing against the first and second line that's a lot heavier. Um, I, I, I'm really excited to see what they do to try to contain Kachuk. Um, and how he influences this series. Um, I, I, I like both teams, and I, I'm just saying, I, and Toronto's in the driver's seat for me, but I would not want to play Florida right now if Bob continues continue to be as good as they have been. If you thought the only way to get a more defined jawline with natural-looking results was through surgery, think again. Juvederm Volux XC is a non-surgical injectable gel filler that improves moderate to severe loss of jawline definition and can help you achieve natural-looking results with little downtime. Even better, this improved definition lasts up to one year with optimal treatment. No maintenance required. Improve jawline definition for a smooth, sculpted look with Juvederm Volux XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. You should celebrate yourself every day, but some days you should celebrate with jewelry. Whether you want to commemorate an unforgettable moment or just bring some added sparkle to your collection, Blue Nile can offer you expert guidance and a wide assortment of jewelry of the highest quality at the best price. 
Go to BlueNile.com today and experience the ease and convenience of shopping Blue Nile, the original online jeweler since 1999. That's BlueNile.com. BlueNile.com. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Yeah. Okay, sorry guys. I, I tuned out I tuned out for I tuned out for a second. Um <laughs> so here's here's my thing on Toronto. I think they have the weight of the world lifted off their shoulders right now. This this yeah. whole history of not being able to win a series has been weighing on this core for a long time. I think in their minds, they're not thinking they're going to lose. But if now to them, it's been a success. I think I think Toronto is going to trounce them. I really do. I, I, I think Toronto you, you matches do. up. I think Toronto matches up far better against Florida than Boston. I found Boston slow, guys. When you look at their when you look at their top guys, as much as I like Brad Marchand, Patrice Bergeron, David Krejci, they don't play with a lot of pace. So they play kind of a slow, plotting, controlled game. I look at the speed that besides Ryan O'Reilly and Tavares, like you got some pretty quick guys. And I and if the refs continue to call penalties, I like Toronto's power play a lot better than I like Boston's. I found Boston's power play very predictable. Where Toronto's got man, they got so many different options. I, I, I think I think they're going to win this series. Um, I just think with the pressure being lifted, the skill of the Maple Leafs, I think they have a clear pathway to the finals right now. Man, they did not want to play the Boston Bruins. Now they're gone. Um, I think Florida is a really good matchup for them, and I, I think Toronto's going to win this series. Yeah. Uh, I, by the I, way, I the Toronto, Toronto will win. Yeah, I just I'm just. I mean, they scare me. The, the Florida scares me when they catch, they, they caught some lightning in a bottle yeah. with some guys playing really well and a goaltender that stepped up. So I think, I think it's going to go the distance six or seven games. It's going to be, it's going to be a really good series. Well, that's, it reminds me, could it be like your last playoff team, right? That rolled its way to the Eastern final of you guys were never supposed yep. to really be in that fight at all. Uh, you had some stars, yeah. but really like you just all kind of banded together. Uh, yeah, the Leafs. Yeah, by they the got way, feel for it right now. Yeah, same feeling. Yeah, the yeah. and the Leafs uh, are now the odds-on favorite at Patano to uh, as a Stanley Cup favorites wow. to win. So, whoa, we'll okay. uh, okay. yeah, yeah, it's close. Edmonton is right there, but uh, Toronto is uh, the favorite at the moment. I uh, I really want to see. I I will never pick the Leafs to win a series, even though I think they might. So <laughs> I will still pick. I will still pick Florida no matter what. So oh, you're going uh, I'm Florida. All in on the yeah, I, the Brady like Kachuk, uh, Mojo will help uh, Matthew Kachuk on the ice uh, to bring this to a conclusion. Let's hope. I just want to see Toronto out. That's all. <laughs> oh, uh, and by the way, this, you guys, I don't know, maybe you've seen, Florida wants to try and limit Leaf fans now at the games. I saw that. By not, yeah. 
by not allowing you to buy tickets in Canadian residency, whatever, this is a recipe for disaster. Because no, like if you try to tell people not to do something, they will find a way, right? You'll get your buddy who lives somewhere to buy tickets and you'll just end up going down or whatever. Don't do this. I think Ottawa tried this years ago to keep Leaf fans out at one point. It's just a recipe for disaster. Don't do this, people. You look small-minded. Would you rather yeah, have agree. all the Leafs fans in your building? I don't mind it. I don't care. Look at the atmosphere it, it provides. Yeah. I don't want if you, I'm the Florida Yorkie, Panthers, I don't I, you I don't played, want 50%. You, Yorkie, you played in a Battle of Ontario playoff series. The yes. atmosphere was amazing. Listen, I went to a Florida Panthers game last year, Washington and Florida. The atmosphere was amazing, and it was all Florida Panthers fans. There were like there weren't 50% Washington Capitals jerseys. As a player, I don't care what anybody says, you don't want the visiting team's jerseys in your building. You don't want a 50-50 split. I don't. Like I, I, I want the I want my own fans in there, but that's hey, that's that's just me. I don't know though. It's pretty enticing in South Florida because a lot of shit goes down there. There'd be a lot of great <laughs> Florida's got some some real mutants, so there'd be some good fights in the stands. <laughs> As a player, I'm like I'm here for the I'm here for the game and I'm here for the after party or whatever's gonna happen in the stands after the game. <laughs> oh you guys. Good point. Yeah. All right. Uh All we're right. gonna we're quickly moving through the next two. Uh who we got? Vegas uh, playing the Oilers. Yep. Um, so, uh, Yorkie, who do you like over this one? And by the way, the Oilers went 3-0-1 against Vegas this season. Well, the uh, hockey pool mind of me wants Vegas to win because I have the only pool I can win. I've got tons of Vegas players. Um, man, this is a tough one. Like, on paper... The way McDavid's playing, the way Drysaddle's playing, I love what Eckholm's doing on the blue line. How about how about uh, Evan Bouchard, the coming out party he's yeah. having this playoffs? He's been phenomenal back uh, on that power play, moving pucks. But uh, man, I think it's going to be close. Um, can Mark Stone do a job on McDavid? Um, that's going to be the question. Yeah, I think uh, I'm going to go with Vegas in this. I'm gonna take Vegas. Really? I don't know why. Oh. Yeah, I, I, I like Stoner. Um, yeah. I like their depth. I like Petrangelo. I like their blue line. Uh, can they get good enough goaltending? I think it, I think it's been adequate. But uh, yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna take Vegas in seven. So all right, did we, so we didn't necessarily do predictions in the on the Toronto series, did we? No. So I'm, I'm uh, gonna. I'm gonna take um, I'm gonna take Florida in seven. Okay. Oh. And then I'm going right here. I'm taking Florida in seven there. Um. And then I just to go against the grain here. I like I like I like Vegas a lot too. I like the depth. I like that. <laughs> but I I think the special teams in in um in Edmonton are very very good. Uh, well, at least the power play is. Um, and I think Dreisaitl and McDavid show up and find a way to, to do it again. So I'm going to take Edmonton in six. Yeah. Okay. Yorkie? Yeah. Oh, you took uh, Vegas in seven. Well, so I, I, I'm taking Toronto in uh, – I'm taking Toronto in – taking Toronto in five. 
and I'm taking wow. uh, and I'm taking. I know I'm taking. I don't know why I'm taking Vegas. I I just love how Mark Stone's playing right now. I like uh, yeah how Steven. Fair. I like how Stevenson. I like how Stevenson's playing. I like their defense. They're big. They're good at boxing out. It's going to be a hell of a job to stock McDavid though, but. I think you can expose that defense a little bit. So I don't know. I'll take Vegas in seven just to be different. Okay. Uh, I will take Florida in – let's go six. Let's just screw with everybody. And then uh, wow. Vegas <laughs> I, Vegas in seven. I, anyway. Um, and finally, uh, we have uh, Dallas. The Dallas series, yeah, in Seattle. This one's interesting to me. Dallas is, a, well, the favorite to win. Uh, 2-0-1 against Seattle this year, but they weren't really blowouts, I don't think, in those games. Um, Bobby, oh, who are you going to pick? I don't know if I've ever been less interested in a series. <laughs> um, <laughs> if, uh, if I'm being completely honest, um, you know, I, I'm taking Dallas. I'm taking Dallas in uh, – and I think it'll be a quicker series, but you know what? No, Dallas in six. Yeah. Is Pavelski going to play? Yorkie? I don't know. You'd have to think he's coming back soon. Um, yeah. I think D Dallas has the better power play. Like, how many times is Seattle going to score these goals where it's exactly off the post and in? And yeah. They're yep. just they're squeezing every single ounce out of that team right now, getting huge goaltending. They play hard, though, man. They play hard. I think they're going to give Dallas. They're going to give Dallas everything they got. But I got to agree. I'm going to go Dallas. I'll take the Dallas Stars in six games in this one. I really want to see an expansion, Eastern or Western Conference final of Vegas and Seattle. I think that would blow all the yeah. GMs' minds of guys who've been trying for years <laughs> to get to the playoffs. Like, damn it. Uh, although. Yeah. Andrew Cogliano, uh, if I'm not, is it? It's Andrew, right? Who? Uh, yeah. Jordan Eberle hip. Yeah. Now has a fractured neck, uh, and mm -hmm. is out indefinitely. So, uh, I, I, I'll say Dallas is going to win that series and probably in six. But, um, I, did you guys see the hit? This hit right here. Yeah. On, how is this only yeah. two minutes? I I have no idea. It's a horrible, horrible hit. Like there's, I mean, there's extension. He skates into it. it. Every single part of that hit's horrible to me. Um, yeah, it's just a major, major no-no. So I, I, I don't know. In a playoff game, you're looking at trying to trying not to give a team a five-minute power play in an elimination game. I get that, but that to me, that's five in a game all like all day long. And then it's a phone call with George Peros. <laughs> um, yeah, that's a bad hit. And, and, I don't, and just for clear, I don't think Jordan Eberle is a dirty player whatsoever. And I, and I think no, he no, thinks no. that the Cagliano is going to turn a little bit more so that he's not drilling him in the numbers. But holy, does yeah. he fold him. Two anyway. things. Two, okay. two things. The two things, while I, the puck takes yep. a really bad bounce. And, and, and right there, Cagliano, he's kind of like... He's got his stick. He's just in a really bad position, and then split second decision. He doesn't yeah. finish him that like he finishes him probably at seventy five percent. It's not a malicious hit. It's just a reckless hit. And I'm sure yeah, Everle yes. would love to love to take it back. He's a he's a he's not that type of player. No, but they're no. former teammates in Edmonton. Yeah, he probably feels like shit. Um, oh, 
just a just a play gone bad, and it won't be the first, won't be the last. It's just uh, it's, okay, it's no. unfortunately unfortunately these plays are always going to happen in hockey. They always will. How do you come back and play the third period? An animal. <laughs> like, yeah, yeah, an animal. I, I think it's a little it's stiff, but connect. I'm going to be okay. Yeah. <laughs> Shoot it up. Get out there. <laughs> That's it. Uh, but, yeah, it's, it's a scary hit. It's a scary hit. So, man, um, it has no okay. bearing. It's still going to be Dallas anyway. All right. Fair. Exactly. Okay. Because uh, we, we promised it. Um, Alex, uh, roll the intro. Story time. Uh, gentlemen, you guys have both played in game sevens. So I, and yes, even that game seven, Bobby, of Chris Kunitz double overtime goal. No. Uh, I would like you, uh, we can start with the Yorkies because they were older. And so I have to jog his memory a little. April 29th, 1997, Ottawa Buffalo lost game seven after being up 3 2 in the series. Derek Plant with the OT winner from Matthew Barnaby, the Ottawa native. What do you remember about that series, Yorkie? Yeah, slow motion goal. Ron Tugnut was the goalie. Hits his glove. He reaches back, and the it's like the puck just slowly goes off the glove and trickles into the net. It was a fairy. It was it was a fairy tale like season though. Like we just got into the playoffs, last game of the year, beat Buffalo. Yep. Dominic Hasek won nothing. Then all of a sudden, you're in the playoffs for the first time ever as a as an expansion team. And then you take Buffalo right to seven games and very easily could have won that series. But Hasek was great. Tugger was great too. Tugger was great. It's just, hey, it's it's a game of inches. It's, yeah. it's usually those types of goals that go in. But I just remember slow motion puck. I'm on the bench watching it go in. And then blink of the eye series is over. But uh, it still was, it was a great time to be, to be on a really young, exciting Ottawa Senators team. But that was... The season was still a big success. That's what I remember. Just to get into the playoffs that year, kind of like what a team like Seattle's doing this year. The same kind of feeling. And I'll tell you what, the building was so loud for those games in Ottawa. It was so much fun to play. Uh, were you guys nervous going into that game seven? Uh, and two, uh, was there an intimidation factor of facing Dominic Hasek? Um... No, like you, you, you just kind of knew you had to, you weren't going to beat him clean. It was going to be shot, rebound, all those buzzwords, traffic, get to the net. He was just that good. That That's when Dominic Hasek was winning heart trophies. He was so, like, yes. he was argu arguably the best player in the NHL. And Buffalo had a really scrappy team, too. Um, they, they were good, and we were young, and, um, yeah, sure, you're nervous. And that's what, that's the great thing about playoff games. When I, when I watch games now, that's what you miss the most about playing, feeling yeah. alive, playing in those buildings when there's when there's something on the line, right? That's why most guys golf now, and they love to bet on the golf course because it's just, as athletes, you need something on the line, and you miss that. Yep. That's what I miss yep. the most about playing, something on the line. And in the playoffs, that's it's the best. That's It's... I could give a like the NHL regular season. Sure, I miss it, but the playoffs, man, I really miss that. And watching it just brings back so many good memories. It does. Do you? Uh, do you? Have either one of you touched the cup? 
Or would you now, uh, since your playing career is over? I never did when I played. I would touch it now. My career is over, so it's got no no bearing on whether I'm going to win one. But yeah, I would absolutely touch it. Um, I, I'm not a superstitious person by any means, but I would always observe that one because it's an unwritten rule, right? Um, but yeah, I I have, I would touch it now. I would absolutely love to see it. Uh, I got to see it a couple of years ago at Tyler Johnson's uh, day with the cup and spent some time with him and, uh, you know, went to all the parties and stuff. And I stayed away from it, but the kids got some great pictures with Tyler. So um, if, let's hope he, he's not winning another one in Chicago. And I don't know who's bringing it to Spokane, but maybe Yamamoto will bring it up this <laughs> summer and I can, I can go touch it this time. <laughs> uh, that's funny. Um, I've never, uh, I've never touched it. I'm of the mind. You gotta, you gotta earn it. <laughs> so yeah. Oh man, I'm still. It's it's one of those things. Would I touch it now? I don't know. I'm over fifty now. It's, but still, when I was playing, and even after I was done, you just you always think about little things when you had chances to advance and do it. But I don't know. Maybe I would touch it now, but I haven't to this point. Haven't touched it. Okay. Love watching, love watching. I've never missed since I've retired. I've never missed the final game watching the cup being handed out and then the handshake. One of my favorite things in pro sports is to watch the final Stanley Cup handshake after whatever the game is. It's just, it's awesome. I love watching that. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, well, hopefully, Yorkie, you're, uh, you'll get to raise the cup one day when your brother is part owner of the uh, Ottawa Senators <laughs> and uh, you guys are Stanley Cup champions. Uh, Bobby, uh, you have three you have three game sevens, uh, two of them with Anaheim, both against Detroit, and one against uh, with Ottawa, obviously against Pittsburgh. Uh, does do What stories do you have from there? What it stands out in your mind? I guess I mean, just because it's the most recent and felt like the best chance to win. And maybe it was because it wasn't the first round, the first or second round. It was the conference finals, right? You were it's as close as I got. Um, that game seven resonates the most. I remember what I remember about that is we stuck to a script throughout those playoffs. There was no pregame skates, right? Guys slept in. We had lunch, had meetings, did your thing. That was huge for me because I wasn't a pregame napper, but we got absolutely trounced in game five down there. I think it was like seven to one or maybe even five. I can't remember what it was. We went home and won game six and we got back to Pittsburgh and they called for a morning skate the day of game seven. And I thought, what in the fuck are we doing? Why? Like we, we, we lost a game badly in a series. You don't need to flip the script. That, and I remember, I remember going back to the game and uh, I actually remember in game seven sitting next to um, Mark Stone and it was later in the game and I looked over and I said, are you, are you tired? And he goes, I'm fucking exhausted. And I said, I said okay, I'm just making sure it wasn't just me and that my legs aren't just, I'm not the only one without legs tonight. Cause you're, you're running on fumes at that point in adrenaline, right? That laid into the, into a series and, and the third round. Um, and it's just a war of attrition at that point. And um, I, I was on the ice for the final goal and it was all the great big saves that Andy made, you know, for him to get beat on that shot that, you know, you probably never saw it went through three or four guys. And it was just like, when, when a guy's got a one-timer from the middle of the slot, you're expecting a hard, heavy one and Kunitz flubs it and it goes up and over and it miraculously finds a way in. It's just, it was so deflating. And I felt so bad for Andy because he was obviously our MVP. Aside from maybe Carl, but outside of that, you know, uh, it was just such a, yeah, it was, it was the worst feeling I ever had in hockey because I watched that thing go 
end over end into the net from the side. Um, just a shitty, shitty, helpless feeling. Yeah. And then I think in, I think you said, I, I don't remember tying the game in game seven late, um, in maybe 2008 or nine, um, 2009 round two, um, May yeah. 14th, you score the tying goal in the third. I'm, it might've been early third, but I know you tied it at three and then Daniel Cleary scored the winner. Uh, I want to say yeah. in that game. It was, we had a, we had, and it was, I remember because Corey Perry and I were on the ice with Getzlav. That was our line. And it wasn't, it wasn't a turnover, but something didn't happen. A puck didn't get deep and it came back our way. And they scored with a minute and a half left. And I remember thinking, fuck, we, we don't have a lot of time to, to run this right now um, and get the, get the look that you really want. But we got, we did get a couple looks late in that game. But fuck, man, just couldn't get past Datsuk and Zetterberg um out there they were just so mm. goddamn good that entire series and and that was the only that was the only team in the west that we in anaheim felt like you beat these guys in the west is pretty much easily yours and we we got we drew them in the first round and we drew them in the second round you know we had knocked out san jose who was the number one seed um that year because we were an eight seed went to game seven and lost and we we felt like if we had gotten past them we were we were coasting through the rest of the western conference so, okay, so shitty ones. boys, what is the feeling like going into game seven? Is that like, I'm assuming you don't have to get up. For, like there's nothing that needs to be said or done going into it. Um, is there just a full on adrenaline? Is it, is it calm? I, what's it like? The room's, the room's no different. It might be a touch quieter, I guess, Yorkie, if he said anything. It's a touch quieter and guys recognize the, the gravity of the situation that you're going to go play. But no, I mean, guys are playing soccer, guys are taping sticks and shooting the shit right up until about that 40 minute mark on the clock. And then things drastically change in the room. And they, they do that in the regular season, but it's much quieter and more, um, more intense, I guess would be the word getting ready for a game seven for me. Cause it's, it, it, I always felt that you could, you could feel the energy in the room though. You don't have to do much to get up for that game. If you can't, there's something wrong with you. Right. I remember, uh, we're playing New Jersey in the first round and uh, my legs weren't feeling great. I came off warm up and I'm like, oh, I just, I, you know, when you're just not feeling it and you, you had a bat, your, your, your legs feel so heavy. I took all my gear off and I jumped in the cold tub. <laughs> so, so I went in yeah. the cold just to shock my system. Quick cold tub, um, had a suitie and went in the, went, went into the hall <laughs> and did some jumps. Like you're just, it's almost, you're not really panicked, but you're like, man, I'm not feeling good. So I had to do something to kind of change how I felt. So I went to the cold tub <laughs> and then halfway right. through the game, halfway through the game, I go to hit a guy and I friggin' pop a rib, uh, dislocate one of my oh. ribs. I think I was way too jacked up and the cold tub probably didn't help. <laughs> Just way too amped up. Um, but no, before a game, I you just you for me, I just was always trying to make sure I felt perfect, and you never are going to. And I was just I hated sitting around waiting, so I could try and find a distraction or something. For me, it was a cold tub right before a game. Yeah, like how yeah. stupid is that? Do the coaches say <laughs> anything? Like, did they have some speech about hey, make sure you don't leave anything on the ice? Blah blah blah. Um, you know, we, we showed a pump up video 
with Guy because at this point we had already known all the systems. You've seen these guys six times, right? So you know everything. And Guy mm. showed an incredible video um, of kind of the, the the road that we were on for the last couple months or six weeks, whatever it was. And it it was great. Um, I feel like we might have watched it before game six too. I can't remember, but it pumped the guys up. And um, Guy was a great motivator. And I can't remember the speech word for word, but he, you know, he, he quoted something and then and spoke to the volume of the game and what it was what it would mean for us in the city. So, um, and and Randy Carlyle was not like that at all in the two game sevens that I had. It was a much different no. experience. <laughs> no, no, come in, read the lineup, go get out of there. It wasn't the same. Nothing at all. from Carlisle. Yeah, Carlisle, not just much. Come in no, and, like, no. We had such a we had such a veteran team, right? I was the yeah. only real young guy. Got some pairs a couple of years older, but they had already won with him, so um, wasn't a ton to be said. Yeah, I I played in a in a pretty big game. It was uh, we had Detroit in the first round, and I was in Nashville. The first year we uh, made the playoffs, and yeah, Barry Trotz, he was pretty good. He would he would come in, and he had a good way of keeping the guys loose, but saying something that was inspirational. But you don't at that point in a series, whenever yeah. when it's a do or die when it's a do or die game, the minute you go down the hall and you see the fans and it's already going nuts whether you're playing at home or on the road this happened to be joe lewis arena it was nuts like and everyone's going crazy and usually in the playoffs every rink has whatever some kind of towels or pom-poms or a whiteout whatever it may be but the energy is just so different it's so much more intense and you automatically become that much more engaged compared to a regular season game um I know yeah. I did, and if anybody anybody that didn't would not be human. It just that's when the fans can just they you get you get pins and needles. I used to get a little the hair on my back would stand up as I went out for the warm up, and then if you're playing at home, man, you you would feel like a million bucks as soon as you hit the ice because you're like you have this whole building, they want it so bad, you want it so bad. Combine that together, and you, man, you feel man, I miss that feeling, Bob. Yeah, I hear you. Yep, I hear you. Uh, I got two questions left. One, Yorkie, what about Lug was it Lugano? Where was it in Europe that played a game seven? <laughs> Lugano. <laughs> what a gong show. Right. Lugano. Different <laughs> kind of pressure. This is a totally different kind of pressure, fellas, because we were the best team in Switzerland and playing game seven at home. We knew if we would have lost that game, Someone was getting attacked by the fans after the game. Probably our coach. Probably our coach was going to get physically assaulted by our fans. Our goalie had got chased out of game five on his moped. Like I think I told this story. The fans yeah. were like whipping rotten fruit at his head. Like we. It, so yeah, we want to win the game because we want to advance. Also want to win because it's a, basically the hockey fans over there. They're a soccer mentality, and if yep, and if you yes. disappoint them, they might. They could kill you. It, you know, I'm, I'm, they could. Like, there's, you have that in the back of your mind. So different, totally uh, different kind of pressure. So you won? Yes, we won. And then uh, okay. we won again. We won the championship. But, um, yeah, just crazy, crazy fans over there. But when you win, holy shit, when you win, it was, uh, man, I've never experienced anything like that. Never in my life. It was after a week, my wife calls me. She's like, are you ever coming home? 
<laughs> okay, I'll be home in a couple of days. I'm having so much fun over here. Did you oh, wear the gold like helmet it. out to all the bars? Oh man, a couple of guys wore their gear to the bar that night. One guy, one guy left his car downtown. <laughs> like we all got team cars, and uh, I think he it. just left his just left the car in the middle of the downtown square and never saw the guy again. It was just a complete <laughs> gong show, gong show like I've never seen in my life. Uh, all right, I'm going to save my other question because it's going to be a long one uh, about handshake lines. So we'll save that for another story time. Um, but good. we are back uh, possibly Wednesday, but we'll have a show for you this week with uh, an interview with the uh, current Ottawa senator, hopefully, uh, as long as uh, Bobby shows up with his internet. I'll be there. Nice. <laughs> <laughs> all right, boys. Uh, thanks for this one. Uh, we will see you uh, later in the week. Appreciate it. Hey, Jen. Take care. Coming in hot is brought to you by Botano.ca. Please hit that like button and subscribe to our channel to never miss an episode. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.